Hello, welcome back to another episode of Off Screen on Film. I know it's it's been a while. Um, as we mentioned, the holidays kind of putting a little wrench in our system. Unfortunately, it's just um, it's just me and alone today. So for all you Pinchas super fans, you know you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer to have to have the the hot take king himself. Who knows who he's gonna give an Oscar to next? Who knows which movie he's going to say um, <laughs> deserves best picture over some classic? You know, <laughs> but due to some scheduling difficulties, we decided rather than wait for us three to be able to record, let's let's give the people what they want. Let's give them a little. A little a little filler episode, you know? Um and, and, yes. and it has been the the case till now. We've been trying to pick, you know, more um newer releases. So today is no different. Um today we'll be talking about the movie Past Lives. Um for those of you who haven't heard of it, we're gonna do a spoiler-free review. We're gonna explain a little bit about the movie and then dive into um our usual spoiler review. Off the top though, before that. Just a reminder for our upcoming schedule, the next episode, which will hopefully be after the holidays, so next week sometime, will hopefully again feature me, Pinchas, and Alone, the full the full team. And we're going to be doing a more like roundtable discussion where we each select a number of movies we think more people should watch and kind of highlight them and, and explain why we think people should watch them. Um, then we're gonna <clears throat> then we're gonna do Shakespeare in Love the following week, and then Porco Rosa, which I'm I'm very excited for. Uh, and then keeping the faith so keep those uh keep those movies on your mind i guess in your if you're trying to check something out in the next couple weeks mm-hmm. and you're fan start of planning pie, start start planning ahead we're, <laughs> we're asking a lot of you but um other than that i'm ready to just to just dive right in so yeah. past lives it's it's a very a24 movie there's two types of a24 movies now i feel like you know there's that meme you've seen on the internet maybe you have maybe you haven't of like an a24 i haven't movie seen it where it's like the most, I'll try to find it for you later. Maybe I'll post it on social media or something so people can see it. It's like the most like bizarre trailer ever with like weird, terrifying music <laughs> and like, like those type of A24 movies. And then you have these kind of like intimate, like introspective, like um, emotional kind of character pieces. Um, Incredibly serious. Like, yeah, <laughs> like exactly. It's like, so like, like trauma dumps a little bit. It's like, my sister died in a car accident while I was texting and driving, and now I have to live with the guilt. That like that for all. There's, isn't there like a Jennifer or, Lawrence movie that's kind of similar to that? Didn't a movie come out like that recently? I think that's an A twenty four twenty four movie. I don't think I'm just. I don't know if it was Jennifer. The Lawrence, first but. type of trailer you're referring to from them. I'm thinking of that movie with uh, with Andrew Garfield. Do you remember that one? Under the, the one with the Lake. song you like. Yeah, <laughs> is that an A twenty four movie or is that a neon movie? Oh, maybe I misspoke. Let me check. I th- I could have sworn it was it was a twenty four, but it's possible I. Let's see. It's a twenty four. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I've never seen it. I just know you like. There's a song in the trailer you like or something, right? Yeah, I don't think I've seen it either. I, maybe I saw part of it, but yeah. I, uh, listen, I do I, like the trailer for that movie a lot. I like Andrew Garfield. I, I like That's I like I... some of his movies, some of his lesser known movies. I won't I won't say names. I'm going to be a little tight lipped with some with some movies because we are getting to our episode next week when we have to kind of drop some some gems i'm not saying he's on it but i you know in case anyone picks my other picks i might have to kind right, of go, little, go go my beer out you know a little yeah. tease a little tease for next week <laughs> you got to play it close to the chest yeah exactly you know but so this movie I'll, I'll give a little background about me in this movie when the trailer came out um when i saw the trailer at least on twitter over the summer maybe in the spring I was really excited for this movie, actually, because I was like, oh, this looks like really like intimate and personal and sentimental and emotional. Um, It's sort of like a lost lovers love never had type movie, which I'll discuss in a minute. But like, I I like those type of movies. There's a bunch of movies that I actually am a big fan of that fit that genre. And it kind of has that um, that kind of filling a whole striving kind of aspect that I, I like in a lot of my movies. Um, and so I was really excited to watch it. And, you know, I, I live in New York, so there is access to these movies, even when they're limited release. But this movie was, like, pretty limited release, where, like, it wasn't showing yeah. in the Regals near me. It was showing in AMCs. I don't have any AMCs near me when I'm at home. Um, and it just it just didn't work for me to go see it in theaters. Luckily, it came to streaming recently for rental. You know, it's only a couple bucks. 
And uh, when we had the opportunity, I said, let's watch this because I, I wanted to watch yeah. it anyways. So I'm going to read. And I'm happy you did. Okay. I'm going to read. <laughs> I'm going to read. Go for a little, te- little teaser there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm, I, I apologize if I mispronounce the names. This movie is about um, about South Korean individuals and some of the names are um, South Korean. And so I might mispronounce them. But Nora and Ha Song two deeply connected childhood friends are rest apart after Nora's family emigrates from South Korea. Decades later, they reunited for one fateful week as they confront destiny, love and choices that make a life. So that's what it's about. Um, The movie, I mean, unsurprisingly, like didn't make a lot of money. You know, it had like a $12 million budget, which I was very surprised to hear. It only made $13 million, but it's very, very well received and kind of like, I don't follow Oscar buzz exactly so closely. And this is a smaller movie, but it's getting like, it's getting a little bit like the after sun treatment where like, this is the smaller movie that might get Oscar love, even though it's not like such a big movie. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like after sun was nominated last year for certain things. And like, that's also a smaller movie. A 24. Yes. Okay. I did. I actually didn't see after sun. So I can't, um, I can't call. I can't really comment in a <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, critical I'm gonna, way. I'm going to save my thoughts uh, on okay. maybe on that comparison for for a, l- a sure. little later in the pod. But so I mentioned this is kind of a lost love, love, love never had movie. Do you like those type of movies? Um, do I like those type? Of, I love those types of movies. Like, I mean, I know I've said this a thousand times. I basically like every kind of movie except for post-apocalyptic <laughs> movies. And or dystopian. dystopian dystopian is dystopian is more even more so but you know uh yes yeah, so I, I i do like these kinds of movies um although to be to be quite honest i'm having trouble thinking of some offhand that that i like uh that fall into that category i mean I, you know i it, maybe we'll get into it later in terms of the movies that if you like this you, you should watch that so, but so i don't want so if you're thinking of some i don't want you to say yeah no no but, i was gonna say actually for this movie i i for this podcast i don't know if we're gonna yeah. have that section exactly yeah because i think a part of the the conversation i want to have just involves those movies and yeah. i'm ready to, i'm ready to have that conversation as soon okay, as so now if you want to have yeah so let's do it why not Okay, so the movies when I saw the trailer that came to mind right away, one was specifically mm-hmm. was five centimeters per second. Um, I know that's a movie okay. that that you've seen. I'm assuming yep. most of our audience has not seen it. It's a smaller, like less famous anime movie. It's not like it's it's only like an hour long. Um, it's made by the I'm forgetting his name right now, but it's like um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna look up his name quickly. Um, it's made by the same person who made the movie Your Name. It's it's Makoto Shinkei. I might be mispronouncing that, but he's kind of like the current, like biggest name in in anime features. You know, Miyazaki is like the old guard, and now he's, he's kind next. of he's like the, is that yeah, true? Yeah, uh-huh. he made Your Name, which was like the biggest anime movie ever, and then he made Weathering by You, and he just made a new one this year. So he's like a big deal. He he's like there's Studio Ghibli, and then there's this guy making those movies. And from my uh-huh. understanding, I'm not so so plugged in, but like from my level of understanding, he's like the guy. Okay. Um, at least with making these big features. Um, and that movie is very much in conversation with this movie. And then I also thought about before sunset, and it's pre- it's it's before sunrise, before sunset, before oh, yeah. before uh, midnight, specifically before sunset, because I think it has the most common with that, where it's like reuniting kind of mm-hmm. love never had slash lost yeah. lovers. Um, it's interesting when I was reading reviews after I wrote my own review and after I watched mm-hmm. it. They noted those. They noted um, the Sunrise movies, so the Linklater yeah. movies. They noted Noah Baumbach, and they noted Greta Gerwig as movies they thought were cons- were were you similar. Know, what do you think? Funny. Of those, what do you think of those second <laughs> and third comparison? It's funny. I actually I wrote down four movies. I, you know, I know we're not. You know, we said we wouldn't necessarily have wouldn't fit into this conversation, but I did write down four movies just in case. We got to that point, and one of them was Lady Bird, which is which is uh, which is Greta Gerwig. See, it's funny, you know, we're talking about it now from the romantic aspect of the movie, and while I was watching it, um, up until like up until the last, you know, I don't know, twenty five minutes, half an hour. It's not it's not such a long movie, right? It's like an hour forty minutes, something yeah. like that. So up until that last, you know, half an hour, let's say. 
it was kind of a very straightforward, not straightforward. I, I and I don't mean that in a disparaging way. It was a very sort of it was a rom to me it was a romance movie. And then as it sort of got into that last that last thirty minutes, it, it got a lot <laughs> to me at least. It got a lot deeper than that. And it all of a sudden became a movie about at least at least in my from my perspective, this all of a sudden these emotions of of like homesickness and like I don't want to say youth lost because that's a little bit heavy and cliche and I, and I don't think it's that but you know homesickness and letting go of your past and those kinds of emotions started to started to to, to bubble over for me and you know I listen I. I'm not from the States originally. I live in LA now. I'm from Canada. So I tend to identify with those kinds of movies. So that's, you know, Lady Bird is one of those, um, especially the last scene in that movie. I also wrote down Brooklyn with, it's, it's actually another Saoirse Ronan movie, mm-hmm. um, which has, you know, a lot of similar, I think a lot of similarities to to past lives to this movie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just going back to your original question with the, with the Bombac and, yeah, and Greta Gerwig, uh, a comparison yeah i mean it's funny i had lady bird written down even though lady bird is not really a a a, a romance movie no, right it's it, interesting you note that because mm-hmm. and this is a question i prompted you before but before i say that i want to note that one of my notes was alone's gonna like this movie because of mm-hmm. the like like the immigrant like yeah. homesick aspect yes. we discussed that about belfast very keen and of you to pick up on that. Yeah, we discussed right. about Belfast. Yeah, about, and Belfast is a movie Belfast. I like a lot. Shout out yeah, to you for, for really making me watch sure. Belfast. I loved it. And you mentioned how the end really hit hard for you because you're someone mm-hmm. who does get a little homesick. And it's about yeah. it, it is about homesickness and kind of remembering those you left behind and those you yeah. you you left with. Um and of course, you know, I mean, it's not like you never go to Canada again. I'm I'm sure you no, go I, fairly frequently, but it's I go, not the same. I go pretty often, actually. But it's not the same. Though. It's not the same. It's not and the so same. So I, I thought you and the, might and the more you go, more. the more you go. By the way, the more you realize it's not the same. But that's a conversation <laughs> for for <laughs> for a different for a different time. But that's off screen um, on therapy. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I meant to no, no, no. So I, I was saying that. When I finished the movie, I had my thoughts of it. I like you, as you know, I wait around twenty four hours before I write yeah. my review or anything like that. We obviously didn't discuss anything about like what we thought about the movie because we did, we don't do that. But I then kind of had a new thought in my mind. I'm mm-hmm. like, is this a coming of age movie? And because of the bomb back Greta Gerwig comparison, yes, I I tend to think that a lot of people do think it's a coming of age movie, and I want to note for them specifically. Kind of the shift in the coming-of-age movie. Now, Greta Gerwig has created a very classic coming-of-age high school tale in Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. But I want to give credit to Noah Baumbach, even though it's a movie I do not like. Two movies I don't really like. One of them being Kicking and Screaming, which is a movie that I dislike strongly. Um, not the Will Ferrell one. It's the 90s-like yeah, like, yes. <laughs> coming-of-age movie about like college students who are in this like postgraduate malaise of like what is life. And I don't like that movie, but that is like a very like that reality bites like, and like those are like the post college like singles. Yeah, like, those are like the post college. Yeah. Like Francis Ha has a little bit of that too, where it's not like right after college, but it's oh, a couple yeah, of years after. But then No Bombeck yeah. has that movie Greenberg that you recommended to me, and as we've discussed, yeah. you know, I'm coming to realize that coming of age movies are I think there are a lot of movies that we don't think of as coming to coming of age movies. I think a middle-aged man coming to term with his age is a coming of mm-hmm. age movie. We don't oh, think absolutely. of it like that, but very much so. And I think in that way, this movie is very much a coming of age story because of the main ca- the the male lead, Hosong, he is yeah. coming to terms with his kind of place Before in we this continue. world. Are we spo- Are we going into? No, no, no. no. Okay, we're not, we're not spoiling. spoiling. So now I just let's want to confirm. Okay. I just wanted to reel us. Now you, you're no, no, right. That's fine. Let, let, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. Let's reel us back in now to. Um... But I want to. I want to. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to unpack that a little bit yeah, more because yeah, 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 yeah. you're making a, you're making a really good point. And I think over the last like ten years or so, there's been a bit of a um, uh, let's call it an abundance of coming of age movies that are very typical. And those types of movies typically they generally involve, you know, a male lead who's between the ages of 15 and 18 or maybe 15 and 20, who's like a bit of a, you know, I guess how you would describe sort of a, a nerdy-ish, shy, awkward kind of kid who then, you know, whatever, comes out of a shell or, or you know, and becomes 
I don't know, popular, whatever, something like that. You, you see what I'm getting at. But I think you're 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 keying on on a very interesting thought, and in that coming of age doesn't necessarily have to be a young person's a young person's uh, story. It doesn't have to be an adolescent story. Um, and to me, I was thinking about it that coming of age is really the way I see it. It's really just about letting something go from the past. So to me, I see it as more of a, a rear-facing kind of perspective, right? Where that's what makes it so difficult is that you're sort of cutting something off from your past and moving into a new personal era. So in that sense, this movie 100% is a coming-of-age movie. Um, I, I think that answers your... I think that that echoes kind of what you're getting at, right? Yeah, like, no, are you thinking I, of it the same way? I am. I really am. And I, yeah. I don't know that I ever explicitly thought of it, but as as you know... So for a little context recently, I've been asking, sometimes I ask alone and my brother for, for movie recommendations when I'm in the mood, I'll be like, I want to watch a movie in the next 30 minutes, like hit me up, go. And I'm specifically, I've been focusing on movies that are kind of about like middle-aged men and like, they're like coming into terms with their age and their place in this world. And, and like their kind of midlife crisis type stuff. I'm doing that Mm -hmm. in, in research for my own personal creative work and um <clears throat> i'm starting to realize that those are truly coming of age stories that i kind of think that people don't necessarily think of as coming of age stories now maybe they do but i, I don't think they do i think people think of coming of age they think of like i'm about to graduate high school or i just graduated yeah, and now exactly. and i think more recently and i'll give credit to noah bomb back even though i don't think he's the only person to do it but he does have a lot of that like i just graduated college or i'm 28 or i'm 30 you know in that movie Greenberg, he does a good job of being like coming to terms with your age for the Greenberg character, and then also having the Greta Gerwig character who's supposed to be like 26 or 27 and like coming to terms with her adulthood, or maybe she's supposed to be like yep. 24, 25. So I, I want to give him credit for that, even though those are two movies I do not like. I really do not like kicking and screaming. Greenberg was not good in my opinion, but I'm really mm-hmm. happy I watched Greenberg because I thought it had some some you know it's it's By part the way, of the genre even, I'm trying to study. Even though I recommended Greenberg to I don't necessarily love the movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. No, but I, I don't even think I, I don't even know if I like it. I haven't. I really haven't seen it in a while. Aco- I had downloaded it on Netflix for a flight <laughs> that I had like a couple months ago. And... It accomplished anyway. That. But any so that's that that's the conversation I wanted to start with a little bit, giving yeah. a little context to this movie and like and, what's and in I, conversation with. And I'll give you a, a shout out actually. Um, you recommended a movie to me. Um, I guess it was definitely less than a year ago, maybe six months ago, maybe a little bit longer. Um, Cha Cha Real Smooth, yeah, which is which is also kind of that, right? It's a little bit of the older um, coming of age story, not the typical cliche. You don't think so? It's well, uh, without giving too much away of that movie, which is a movie I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. It again has two characters coming of age in different ways. There is the Dakota Johnson, who's like older yeah, but he's really supposed to be fresh right. out of college though he's supposed to be is like he? 20 okay. yeah yeah maybe he just looks a bit older he does but he's supposed <laughs> to be like he's supposed to be like anyway, 23 it's 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 a good movie but yeah i really like anyway. that movie actually but 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 you know while we're doing the spoiler free it i really like i really like this movie so I okay really let, yeah let's just it. transition yeah, right yeah. into your review yeah so okay so it's just we're going into spoiler not spoiler or just, like okay, our, our okay. thumbs up thumbs <laughs> down Definitely a thumbs up for me. Okay. Definitely thumbs up. Yeah. It really good movie. Really good movie. So <clears throat> mine I'll keep I'll keep quick. Mm-hmm. It's a thumbs up, but closer to the middle. Uh, for my number score, I gave this movie I, I don't want to misquote, of course, my very empirical and important um movie scoring system. <clears throat> I gave it a 78 okay. um, in, a, in an almost cinema. Now, I also I also note in my review, which is this is not a spoiler. I note in my review that um, I think it was harmed by my own expectations for the movie. And now it's something I've so, talked about where I try to avoid things for the movie. But I saw the trailer and I was really excited because I thought it would be like these other movies I really like about. And I like really deeply. And I then saw it was getting rave reviews and everyone's like, it's amazing. Yeah. And it just didn't. It just didn't hit that level for me. And so even though a day later, I kind of, and two days later, three days later, I appreciate it a little bit more than when I viewed it. I have to be honest that when I viewed it, it was only X enjoyable and X impressive in terms of its technical aspect. You know, know, it's funny. I, I, 
I, I remember when it came out because I, I go to movies a lot by myself. So I was looking for something. Um, and there's like a bunch of smaller theaters here in LA that like show these kinds of movies. Um, uh, although they're, they're getting fewer and far and further between, but there, there's still a bunch of them. So I was going to go to, um, I was actually going to, I was going to go to the, see this movie back in June or July. I don't remember exactly. Um, I don't remember why I didn't end up going, but I, I, I saw it was playing um, at a theater here, a theater in Santa Monica, I think. And I read the synopsis. I was like, oh, this is cool. This sounds cool. I watched the trailer and the trailer really didn't hook me, but I kind of forgot about the movie until you mentioned it, until you suggested it um, uh, like a week ago. Right. So I, I, I kind of knew what I was getting into, but didn't really, so I didn't really have any, any preconceived ideas of, of what it would be like. Cause I kind of forgot about the trailer. I remember reading about, Oh yeah, whatever. I was going to see it, but yeah. So so, like, yeah, I, I, like I said, I think this is a movie that, like, I'm recommending to people, if you like Before Sunrise and Before Sunset, and and you like, I mean, none of the, very few of our view, of our listeners, if any, have seen five centimeters per second besides you and I, but mm. if you like those type of movies, I think this is worth watching. Um, I don't necessarily think it's, like, the best movie of the year type thing like some people are talking it has like rave reviews like everyone loves yeah. this movie I, I usually and i look i i finished it 24 hours ago so i you know i still am digesting it uh you know as we're even talking about it here but and i don't like saying oh this was the you know i'm I don't like giving sort of absolute mm-hmm. statements like that but I don't think that's such a crazy from everything I've seen so far this year. I think that could be pretty accurate, right? I'm, yeah, I, I'm, like uh, it doesn't surprise me that people th- think this way. And I'll explain when we we go to spoilers in mm-hmm. a minute. I think what kind of hurt me and and potentially even give it a little the movie a little bit of of slack in some ways. So okay. let, let, do you have anything you want to say before we go to spoilers? Yeah, no, nah, let's go okay. to spoilers. So let's yeah, let, let's, let's go it. to spoilers. So to avoid spoilers, um, check the timestamps below. Um, and then come back after you watch the movie and listen to the rest of the episode, um, including our spoiler-free review. So spoilers start now. So let's, as always, mm-hmm. um, you know what? Let me hand it to you. What do you sure? What do you want to lead off the spoiler section with? Well, I think it's just about getting into specifics because I think everything I said in the spoiler-free portion. You know that that sums it up for me. Basically, is that um, it, to me, it really sort of for the first hour and a bit, it really felt like a, a traditional romance movie, and it was still very good, and I was enjoying it, and I was interested, um, and it kept me interested. And then it really just took this turn. From my perspective, it took this turn because I tend to, you know, view things in a even though I'm Canadian in the United States, I view things in the sort of immigrant <laughs> angle. You know, I like to think of myself as maybe more disconnected from home than I actually am. But um, it really started to get to me in that last half an hour. Um, you know, I, I know we like to sort of talk about what our favorite, uh, yeah, what our favorite parts of the movie. I don't know if you want to get into that right now. I'm happy to happy to do that. But we can um, do that. Whatever. Yeah, you, so I'm giving you the, the me, autonomy here. Well, there's let me let me pull up notes here. So there's a couple of things I really liked. Um, so first of all, I thought the opening scene was was excellent how they did that sort of from the perspective of, of, of a couple of people watching the three of them uh, talk across the bar, sort of trying to figure out who they are, who this, who this, who this, who this trio mm-hmm. is, right. What they're talking about. Oh, that was really cool. Um, and, um, but I think my favorite part of the movie would be, uh, it, I think it has to be the end when she's walking him to the Uber um, awesome. it, it, it's amazing and, and he's so good the actor uh what's his name tou who played uh high song so good he is that is you know I, and i'm gonna maybe some that was one of the best performances i've seen in a long time he conveyed this this <laughs> I, I don't even know how to explain it it was this this longing, was, I mean, it's this longing. longing, but also this, this, you know, and he even says it at one point in the movie, right, where he talks about how I don't remember the exact words he used, but he says like, "I'm so, I'm so, Afri- or, I, I'm so ordinary." Or, I think he I'm says, "I'm so ordinary," right? 
and sort of this is the kind of it felt like that okay he so he thinks of himself as so ordinary but this thing this this relationship whatever you want to call it with um with Nora is so much is 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 you know what I mean it's so much yeah. greater than him I, you know I'm having trouble putting it into words but you know he was so good in it and that scene where they were walking up to the Uber it was so emotional and it was so I felt so sad for him, and it was it was they, so heartbreaking. They deliver an incredible line. I want to uh, highlight this line because I have it in my notes. Which which one? When he says to her, "What if this is a past life as well, and we're oh, already yeah. something else to each other yes. in our next life?" Yeah, I was like, "Ooh!" Like, I was like, mm, "Like that yeah. that hit like." Yeah, like and it for, was just yeah. For yeah. those, just to give a little context for those who who maybe haven't seen the movie and are listening to this review, anyways, now. There's this concept in, in in Buddhism, I believe, it's called like Inyan, where it's like you interact with people and then that means you interacted with them in different ways in past lives. And they have a discussion about how maybe in past lives, you know, they were lovers or maybe in past lives they were friends or maybe in past lives they were having an affair together. And then to make himself feel better for the fact that he will not be ending up with Nora, Nora, mm-hmm. you know, Nora has her own life and he has to return to his life and make a life for himself his yeah. comment is, well, maybe this is just a past life, and in the future life that's already going on, we're together, basically. Yeah. It was a great line, you're right. I, I forgot about it, even though I just watched it last night. But it's really good. Yeah, just that whole scene and that, you know, the whole... It was just... What a performance from that actor. Yeah. From from from, from T.O.U. He was just good. like... <laughs> I don't know, it was so... It was so relatable. I I don't know how to explain it no, without I... getting like overly like dramatic. <laughs> it was just like there was something about it, and uh, you know, I don't know. What 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 about you? What did, like what was your so, what part st- st- sticks out to you? So I like the end. I have that noted. Mm-hmm. I really like the end. Um, that line. There's a bunch of lines that I think are good. I have like the IMDb quotes page pulled up, and I'm like, I'm gonna. I'm curious, but yeah, like, throw some what up. are what are some good ones? This yeah. is a good line, but I don't actually love the scene so much, and I'll get to it in a minute, when the husband is, they're lying in bed, and the husband is talking to Nora, and he says, you make my world so much bigger, and I'm wondering if I do the same for you. I think yeah. that's a good line. I don't necessarily love yeah. that scene or the delivery, and that's something I'll talk about in the things I don't like. Sure, um, sure. Hosong has some great lines. If you had never left Seoul, if, if you had never left Seoul, would I still have looked for you? Basically being like, do you only matter to me because like I can't have you essentially? That's a great line. Um, and then he says, I didn't know that liking your husband would hurt this much. Great line. Um Arthur has Yeah, that line. was that was such a that was such a I'm trying to see if I wrote down um anything. Let me pull in my notes again. That husband line was like gut wrenching. No, like Yeah, yeah. It's just like Listen, I, I, I didn't I've... write down any notes specifically. <laughs> It's funny. The first the, the first note I wrote is heartbreaking in an almost heartwarming way. I don't know how to. <laughs> That's, what... That's unbelievable. Yeah. Print it uh... now. Um, <laughs> so. Uh... That's unbelievable. I so like I said, I'm a fan of the genre in general. Like I know yeah. I've talked about I love cynical movies and I like twisted movies, but like at the end of the day, I love a good emotional like movie like this. Yeah. And so I'm a fan of it in general. So I'm going to like it usually somewhat. And I I like how they were like when they're talking on Zoom, like they made not they were talking on Skype rather. They might yeah. get the Skype like laggy and like cut out. I thought that was like a cool detail. These are just small yeah. things. I liked um to talk about specific like shots or moments in the movie. Um I like the scene when in the beginning of the movie when they they're going their separate ways literally when he she's like about to leave to america to toronto and he's like going to be staying in seoul and they yeah. literally go these separate ways like as cha- as children she goes up these stairs and he goes down an alleyway I thought that was a really cool shot um i like the scene when they're explaining inyan and he's in china like or whatever enjoying i think he was in china but like he's like enjoying his summer and he meets his girlfriend and she's in Montauk and meets her what becomes her husband I thought that was a cool shot and there were a bunch of funny scenes when he's with his friends like eating at a restaurant getting drunk I like that I also like the music the music and the whole vibe this movie is very dreamlike is how I would yeah. describe it um music was understated it. but good the, that but last scene had very good music specifically yes, yeah. I noted yeah I noticed um, that as well it was very like dreamlike and like effervescent 
or something. I don't know if it's yeah. the right word, but like ethereal, yeah, like it was just like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll move it to the things I didn't like so much. Well, I had a question for you before oh, yeah. we get into that, and this might perhaps it will lead into the things that we didn't like. Um, what did you think about uh, Nora's? See, you know, throughout the whole movie, up until the end of that scene uh, with the Uber where she's walking back to the apartment, she never really, like, breaks the smile. Like, she's always very, she always seems very happy and and almost, like, I don't want to say in denial because there's nothing really to be in denial about, but almost, like, pushing her emotions down. And and it was kind of this, on the other hand, Sung is very, he, very, he wears his emotions, right? You can see on his face, you can see it on his eyes. Um... And you know, I, I I don't know what to make of that, right? Like, what, what did you think about that? That that she just that he cared way more about her than she did, well, or is that she had more of a life than so he did? I could is skip that what to it is? My, I could skip to my later discussion point before we okay. talk. This is a hidden one oh, I should sure. provide with you. Okay, is High Song a simp? I'm gonna say I'm gonna we can we can get into it later if you want, or we can talk about it now. But <laughs> we can I'm talk gonna, about it now, and and I'm depending say, on your answer, gonna, you're gonna say no. I'm going to say no. He is not okay. a simp. So here's my next question. What Now, I, I phrased it as, was he simping for her? Or was he? did he actually just like the idea of her? Because I think that's mm-hmm. really what the movie's about, actually. And that's why I think it's a coming-of-age movie. And it, it parallels um, five centimeters per second very well, but, where like she's kind of moved on with her life for various reasons more than he has. And he's kind of but, holding, he's kind of holding on to this image of her and she kind of says it where it's like you love that twelve year old me. You don't. You don't like. You don't like. Yes. You know? which, which, you know, there's 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 so much to unpack here, just in terms of, you know, how you can look into everything and how you can extract meaning, not from actually what they're saying, but onto other things. Like, again, bringing it back to the homes. First of all, I don't. I'm not so up to date on these words. Like. When I think of when when I hear simp, that that generally means to me like he's going above and beyond to try to impress no, her. No, I, I meant it. More is that like, not it? It is. Maybe but I, don't I meant. Understand I meant word. no, it is. But I meant more in like the sense where it's like, like, yeah, did he, he really it, like care about like first of all, like, I think so. Yeah, or was I he think like so. projecting something onto the idea of her? Is more so. I think I'm it's saying. that's really the okay. question. That, the, the that's a, that's an extra, joke. But my that's real question very, is. Like that's that. a very good question. That's actually a very good question, and it's something I've been thinking about since I finished the movie. Um, and I, and I think I think that is the case. It's a bit of both, actually. Yeah. So yes, I think I think he's still. I think he thinks that he's still in love with her. Let's say, and he and he genuinely might be, and I think he is right. But I think the other side of that is that, um, he. First of all, they never they never fleshed out the relationship, right? They never actually had a relationship, so it's it's not even un, unrequited love. It's more just like it never got to a place where it could take off, right? It wasn't necessarily that she rejected him, although maybe there was a bit of sort of you know with the Skype saga where she kind of said you know we're done here, but it wasn't really like that. And that was more just practicality. So, exactly, exactly. So um, it's probably a bit of a FOMO situation, right? Where it, if you never experienced it, you can build it up into your. You can build it up in your head where it's like this thing could have been amazing. My life could have been this, and it could have been that, but I never had a chance to take off. So that that depresses me, right? I, I think that's well put. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think for her, I think for her, maybe what it is, and this is just coming to my head right now, maybe it's not necessarily that that she, you know. Maybe he is more into her than she is into him, obviously. I mean, she's married and she has her own life, but perhaps she's holding on to him because that's her way of holding on to her youth in South Korea. And that's her way of holding on to her to her um identity, right? To her yes, born exactly. identity. Um, that isn't a plug for born identity, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like her her, you know, you know, for me, I would say my Canadianness. For her, it's her, you know, Koreanness, right? Right. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's just a lot, there's a lot of mixed emotions here, but I think they tie it together really well here. I think, I think it, I think you explained it it well. Yeah. And and, you know, I don't, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, cause like 
part of it, it's like he doesn't see her or speak to her for so for at the age of twelve, she moves. They do yeah. not speak again for twelve years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They stop speaking. It then seems like they do not speak again for another twelve years. And then he flies to America to like yeah. spend a week with her. I guess only once his girlfriend breaks up with him. Yeah. And so that like part of it's a little bit like it's a little yeah. extreme. It's a bit extreme. And like, and I don't mean that like it's a movie, yes, but I mean like also yeah. from like a story po- a story view where it's like I well, need yeah. I needed I it's my one of my complaints, and, and I'll use this to transition yeah. into some things I didn't sure, necessarily sure. love. I didn't necessarily love the pacing. The first hour or so of this movie takes place in the past, essentially. Right? Because the movie starts at the present. And then, yeah, right. Like I the next so. hour yeah, takes place from the, the twenty four yeah. years prior, essentially. Right. Yeah. Now that was a surprise to me that this movie was. I feel like we we need a non linear story jar because every podcast we're somehow talking about non linear stories. But like, yeah. in the sense, this was non linear, and I know you like that thing. I was not sure if I liked that What's decision. It? Is it really non linear? No, it is linear. No, I don't know how it's to explain chronologically... it. But like, you start, but you start at the end, and then you go. It's a flashback. Basically. You do you start at the end, but it's not like we're. Bu- it's not we're bouncing non-linear. Back and forth, I don't know the right? word for it. There's, there's definitely a different it's, word. It's, yeah, I know what you're. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's not a standard present yeah. day. Just going right. Okay. Yep. And I understand why they do things like that to make the storytelling more interesting. Yeah. But I, I kind of didn't necessarily love that because it also felt a little bit jarring because it's like. Like I know this is a, like I know what this movie is that I'm signing up for. I don't need like the three minute scene of like random voices that I don't even see who they're associated with, like observing the main characters. I felt like it see, was a I re- little bit. I I like that. I, I thought it was cool. I thought like, I thought it was cool. It, it when I was because it keeps it, you it, it keeps you interested. Like it it, rem- it reminds me of this thing that that I saw that Quentin Tarantino said in an interview. And this kind of gets to what you're saying about nonlinear storytelling, where he's and I think he was talking about pulp. He might be talking about Reservoir Dogs, either Reservoir Dogs or Pulp Fiction. And he was saying, as long as the viewer, as long as the viewer is is believes that you're going to make everything make sense, that will the nonlinear storytelling will keep them even more entertained. Right? I think that's what he said. And it, so, you know, if if I misquoted you, Quentin, I'm sorry. So but, uh, he said something I agree. like that. But I think that my issue was not when I watched it. My issue was looking back at it at the end. Because yeah. when I saw when I saw the trailer for this movie, this that I did not think that it was just going to be a straight up first twelve years, next twelve years, next twelve years. Essentially, besides Neither the first I. scene, yeah, Neither I did not did expect I. that. Yeah. I did. I expected it either to basically completely take place when they're thirty six year old adults and they're meeting up again, and then have interspersed with that's, flashbacks. That's or what something I else. So. I think that would work. The opening scene would work better like that, but like the rest of the movie in terms of pacing okay. is so straightforward that it's like, I, I just don't know if I, I love that decision so much because it's like, you should have just made the rest of the storytelling a little well, bit more interesting. And it can takes I, an, yeah. Can yeah. I push back against that? Cause I, I think I disagree. And by, by doing it the way that they did it, um, it makes you really feel for the passage of time more, right? Because instead of jumping back and forth, which they could have done it, and movies do that, and it's not it's not bad, it's not good or bad, right? But um, you sort of really saw their age each time you jumped, right? There were kids, then it was 12 years later, then it was 12 years later after that. So to me, you really felt the passage of time with them as that was happening. And you would have lost that if you would have done back and forth flashbacks. So, but why do you need to start with them being old? Then that's that's my question. And also, oh, that's, I think that's just that's just cutesy filmmaking. And I thought I actually thought it was I actually thought it was cool. And so I'm knocking that a little bit because and it, again, and, yeah. And again, another little bit. This is not a knock, but something I noticed when I was watching it. I've talked about it before and it's very easy to criticize when I, I'm not privy to the filmmakers decisions, mm-hmm. but they talk a lot about how everything needs to be aiding the story. Roger Deakins is someone I quote on this podcast from his podcast a number of times. Yeah. Says, you know, cinematography and shots, they need to aid the story of, mm-hmm. they need to aid the storytelling. Otherwise it's just like pretty photography, which has value, but yeah. it's not at the peak value. And I think there are things in this movie that really felt like cutesy movie making or artsy movie making. I'm putting in yeah. air quotes for the people at home that like, I don't think aided the story. There's a lot of cool shots in this movie that I did like, but then there's a lot of like inserts and like city shots, and, like random shots that like just felt like 
filler almost. And I'm like, why is there like a random shot of New York City right now? Why is there a random shot of this? Like, again, I'm not privy to the the you know the artist's thoughts there. So it's possible they have great explanations for all those things. And I'm sure they yeah. they they would justify why it was necessary. I I did not personally it. understand that. I didn't really notice it, which to me it kind of is a good thing. That means it blends yes, in with the movie. Yes, that's good. I noticed it a lot. And, so it means, it and it means you're sort of in the setting, right? I don't mind the shots of New York because it kind of reestablishes, even though they didn't really left New York City that much um, after the first sort of childhood portion of the movie. Most of the movie took place in, in New York City, um, I think, right? Yeah. And Montauk, I guess. A couple yeah, times. I guess Montauk. But yeah, so I didn't mind those reestablishing shots of like New York. But I, okay, I can understand what like, you're saying. Again, that, that's not really a knock of mine, just an observation yeah. that I was thinking. But I'll, I'll get to my actual issues sure. now, I guess. I, like I said, I don't necessarily love the pacing. So it takes a while to get to the present day part of the relationship. Yeah. And I feel like they don't necessarily. A movie like this, I need to feel for the relationships and the characters, I need to be invested. I did not feel so invested in the relationships for most of the movie. And now the end, they do a good job of like, like the last 20 minutes kind of saving yeah. a lot of value because it does have a but good ending. Yeah. But you actually are right. And I'm not going to say it's a criticism. It's a good point. I didn't think about it until you said it, but I think you're right about that. You're not really invested in their relationships so much. You know, like this is a great love story. They need she needs to leave, uh, Whatever her husband's name is. No, and, but I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not even invested in the but relationship I was with her in, and her husband. Like I'm just. Like, I was invested. I was invested in the. In, I guess it was just him. I don't know. <laughs> right, like maybe this is just me. So that's another thing I'm going. That's another thing I'm going to get. <laughs> but continue. I. I, I yes, don't I, necessarily think I learned anything about Nora's character exactly. Like I don't well, feel like I feel like his character is by far the most interesting. I think, and like yeah. she doesn't like it, she, is, she wasn't a bad character i'm not saying she was bad yeah. i just felt like i wasn't so invested in her and i'm like i'm not sure i understand like which is funny like, why because was she crying at the end like which is funny because and again maybe i'm wrong about this maybe just felt this way most of the movie centered around her right yeah not not him she's the so main maybe character a, maybe there's a mysteriousness maybe there's a mysterious element to his song that helps you feel more invested in him maybe it's the fact that he feels almost like an afterthought because he's not being shown that much i don't know maybe i'm it's thinking also maybe because we're maybe i'm thinking and we like the yeah that's of course like, that's probably like, that's probably it also probably a factor that way as well but i, I think terms he of has a more complete, like i think he has a more complete arc he has a more ex <sighs> Well, we don't really know. Like, what does right? she learn in this movie? <laughs> what does she learn? He learns something, it seems like. At the end, it seems like he's comfortable. He's sad, but you don't think he's comfortable moving on a little bit, like moving on with I guess, because he's grinning in the cab as he's heading for the airport kind of thing. But That shot was cool, too, by the way, on the, on the, I'm, on the bridge. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I'm i I'm not willing to, to go so far to say that he had a, a complete arc or that she had a complete arc. Okay. Or that even the husband had a complete arc. I, no. I, I don't know. We're gonna get to the we're gonna litigate the husband in a second. If I had <laughs> to if if I had to guess though, I'd say her life will, will continue um you know at a similar cadence to it was before he had sort of jumped back into the picture for that week visit. Yeah. Um song, I I don't know. Is that closure? I, I really don't think so, actually. No, but it's not closure, but it's yeah. the, the, the closure, quote unquote, is that he's ready growth. to move. Yeah, he's ready. That's why it's a coming of age story for him a little bit. Yeah. She does not. She doesn't. Now, again, I guess. Well, that's that goes back to. This, yeah, that goes back to my definition of coming of age versus maybe the more traditional definition of it, whereas I'm more of the mind of. To me, it's kind of a I don't view it as a as a necessarily a a sort of a forward looking thing. I'm always seeing coming of age as like you're shedding your in an incredibly in an incredibly difficult way. You're shedding your past, right? And I think he shed his past way more than her. He sheds I guess maybe. I like, don't know. I'm not she, I'm not she had like been living a whole new life. His like the shadow of his old life had been holding him back to some extent. Yeah the question the question is whether this sets him back or propels him forward. Right. We need a sequel. And also, we're doing a lot of guesswork <laughs> because there were six years or so in that movie that we don't see that he was with his girlfriend, which I yeah. assume was like a decent relationship. Well, I, maybe I don't know. So, like, well, was he kind of implying that she he wasn't 
or at least his girlfriend didn't think that he was good enough for her and that he was just so, very basic kind I, of I did some I did some research on Korean culture. I was going to mm-hmm. save this just for the end, but basically Sure. There's a lot of there's a lot of like like emphasis in being like financially stable before making families and things like that in Korea. People live with their parents until they're way older. In fact, yeah. um like there was a line of dialogue when they're like, "Oh, she got married so young." And if you do the math, it was like, "Oh, she was like 29 when she got married or something." And okay, they so referred they... to her, and it's like okay. they I think the stages of life are a little bit different there. And there was a recent study that showed that like, there's a really high percentage of people who are unmarried over 30. And also this is a fun fact in Korea until recently, they calculated age differently where they counted the year in the womb as a year. So if you were in Korea, you could be 36, but then when you move to America, you'd be be like 35 or 34. They just this summer did away with it. So that's just something to note. But I think there's some cultural aspects of, and she mentioned, she's like, oh, he's so Korean, he's so Korean, like XYZ, she lists a bunch of things. That was I such think... a funny scene, by the way. Yes. It was such a, it was such a, again, not to, I get I'm from Canada, this is the US, not that much different, although it is very different, but that was such a relatable, like, <laughs> the way she's like calling out everything is Korean, like I could just see myself doing something that like that <laughs> from the Canadian uh, angle. But, but yes, I want to I want to concentrate the last, you know, little segment on mm-hmm. the my biggest issue, I think, really, with the movie in terms mm-hmm. of like a quality aspect. The other stuff is more just a taste aspect. I don't I'm not knocking the quality of this movie, per se. It's good. It's good sure. movie making, uh, maybe a little bit like heavy handed at times in a certain way in terms mm-hmm. of it's like it's trying to be artsy and that's OK, but it's yep. trying to be like like an artsy movie. Um, The husband, I mean. I've seen this act in well, other what... things before. I did not like his performance. I I don't understand the character where they like, they don't like one scene they meet. They show a little bit montage of them like drinking in Montauk, and then all of a sudden like they're married and like. Well, was... just yeah. I didn't like him. I didn't like him one bit. And then he I has did... that whole. You know what? I, I I give him credit. He handled that whole weird. Like imagine you're him, right? I mean, that's he a was, very weird sort he of. He was being a little bit of a cock, though, in that scene Wesley. when he's lying in bed. I'll explain the one scene again. Pardon my French, but he's he's sitting in bed with his wife, and yeah. he's like, he has a whole monologue of like, maybe you're making the wrong choice. Where it's like, maybe you only marry. He's like, he was like talking about his own insecurities, which is like meant yeah. to be like a cool, like a good, relatable, heartfelt scene. But I was just like. You're going a little bit far where it's like, maybe you only married me for my green card. Like, you know, like he says all these things. Which are I like, thought he was being like a bit sarcastic, no, like a bit a little bit. I don't know. Uh, some parts, yes, some parts not. But when he says the line, you make my world so much bigger, do I do the same for you? Yeah. Which is a decent line on paper. It very just like, line. it felt like when he delivered it, like it felt very like, <laughs> it just didn't, he just didn't work for me. I don't right. know if it's the actor or the character exactly. Um, I think it might be the actor. I've seen him in other things. I didn't necessarily mind him. He's in Umbrella Academy season one, and he's in like Orange is the New Black and some other stuff. He's in Big Short too. Big Short. I I just did not uh, like him in this performance. I didn't like him. He's also I I I actually thought he was. I thought he played the. I forget the actor's name, but I thought he played the part well. John Magaro or something. Also, yeah, yeah, right. He was playing a Jewish guy. I, I'm pretty sure he's not Jewish, which is is okay, but it's like. Like Garos, yeah. I uh, I don't Maybe, yeah. I don't I, I just it was just like of That's course a, he's like the Jew, of course he's like of course he's like the stereotypical Jewish writer like with so on, much angst and like, the, yeah yeah oh no you know what I'm wrong I'm wrong I'm he's wrong. Jewish his his father's Italian his mother's Jewish he's fully yeah, okay. Jewish okay. he's fully Jewish I'm wrong I'm wrong he's Jewish so, so you can take away that point he's allowed to do whatever he wants with the Jewish character I, but, not that I going back to your I, I thought he was I thought he was good. I thought he played the role well. I thought I didn't think he was I thought he I thought as a character he acted better than anyone could expect someone to act in that situation. There's I thought that conversation between them um at the bar was, was very well done. That quick sort of brief That was good. It's not even tense, it's just there's a language barrier, obviously, but and you know, it's, it's something I I really liked is when he was leaving to go down to the Uber and he says, you know, come visit me in Korea or whatever. I, I, I don't know why that made me so sad. 
almost. I don't know. It was just like very emotional movie. Very, I like, like I liked I liked the end of the movie a lot, and I've talked about yeah. before. A good ending makes the movie a good ending with like a good ending line. But the like fact that good... he said it to him, right? And it, it seemed like he meant it. Like he did. I think he did. Yeah. I, I, it, I, it's I, just it was. I don't know. Very. <laughs> like I said, like I said, I wrote in my notes. You know, heartbreaking but heartwarming in a heartwarming way. Like. It was a, it was, it, well, like I say, it was a sad movie. It was a bit of a heartbreaking movie, a bit of a tearjerker. But I didn't walk away from it feeling depressed. Actually, I walked away from it feeling like, wow, I, that was very sort of, that hit on a lot of very interesting emotions. And I really enjoyed that. So I, I think on, yeah. on the opposite side of the coin, I, I think for the most part of that movie, I didn't really have much emotional feelings. And as you know, I'm an emotional viewer. Now, I want to say two things. It's possible yep. just the day I was watching it or the mood I was in affected it. But also, mm-hmm. I think more likely, I wonder if watching a movie that has primarily subtitles in some of its mm-hmm. biggest scenes affects your emotional impacts. You're busy reading, basically. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but I'm I'm willing to to say maybe that had some impact. Perhaps. I don't think so, Perhaps. but again, it's just the movie didn't hit for me emotionally, but, and that's but, that's going to be. But let me throw part. this back at you. Yeah. Maybe that's why, maybe you're onto something, by the way, and maybe that's why when they were walking to the Uber, they weren't talking as they were walking. Mm-hmm. And that conveyed so much emotion, just the way he was walking, his gait, right? Like, yeah. just like, Why'd they walk the so way... far for their Uber? Right, yeah. Right, it was like, maybe to the corner. But yeah. just the way he was, you know, the... it was almost like I, you, you felt like they were walking to, uh, I don't know, it was just very emotional cutting off I, the past right it was like they were f- saying and maybe they would see each other in the future again i don't know it's possible right it's but possible. just like this walking that, away of like uh, it, i don't know it was just it was a bit heartbreaking and you know i like I, you know what i'm interested in you know the, the themes mm-hmm. i'm interested in oh, yeah, so, like, yeah. this movie seems like it would be like a home run in a lot of ways yeah. for me I'm, I'm i'm almost disappointed that it wasn't like i wanted this to yeah. be like this is like a movie i could champion because i was excited to watch it like i was like looking forward you know, sometimes you're just lukewarm. It is what it is. I'm a little bit above lukewarm. A 78 isn't lukewarm. It's so funny. I'm, it's I'm, like... I'm really I'm really hot on it. And, and like, I... I'm not going to say definitively that it's the best. I know we talked about this earlier. I'm not going to say it's definitively the best movie of the year. But if I had to say, you know, right now, sort of gun to my head, if I had to pick one, I probably would say this. I'll use an example yeah. of another movie that was very popular this year, right? Oppenheimer. Yeah. Oppenheimer yeah. is a movie that I'm much less interested in, like thematically, yeah. right? Yeah. This movie yeah, is same. much more in common. Actually, the type of movie. Same, but, yeah. This movie is much more in common with like the types of movies that I really like for mm-hmm. the most part. Not all of them, yeah. but like that but, I really like that we've talked about. Um but, I'll, I'll name a couple, just like <laughs> like the Fablemans or Belfast yeah. or um what's what's that other one that I saw recently that I really liked? Um Francis High is another movie I really like. I love um Lady Bird, which is a movie we referenced earlier, like mm-hmm. they're a little bit more intimate, so, their character pieces. But like, yeah. just, if if a movie doesn't hit for you, like it just it sometimes happens, and it is what it is. But I'm not to saying me, don't watch this movie. Yeah, but you know, for all the talk about Oppenheimer, and I thought it was a good movie, and we reviewed it, but you know, I wasn't really thinking that much about it. No. afterwards no I, this one I, I've this one I've been thinking about a lot hundred percent, and I remember and, in an Oppenheimer episode. I made yeah. note of that where I was like, you know, I like this movie a lot, but this is not yeah. a movie that I think yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. And you, you were like, what about the the atomic bomb scene? And I said, maybe, but like. Great scene, great scene. But it's not the same though. I'm not thinking about that scene like, oh my God, you know. No. But uh, yeah, I mean, some of those movies we just mentioned and we talked about them before. Yeah, I think they all, you know, Francis Ha doesn't really, to me, I don't remember like a specific scene that gut wrenches me like this movie had. Lady Bird has it. Um, Fableman's had sort of a scene like that 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 kind of hit me hard um, the towards father? the end. Yeah, and the apartment and the kitchen, Such right? Am I remembering that yeah, correctly? Yeah, there's like the shadow um, of him on the ceiling. So good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so ah, really good movie. To me it, right now, I think, like I said, I think it's my best of the year so far. Maybe I'll think about it more and it's, change my mind. But You know, yeah. and, and some movies that I really love to tease again next week may or may not be movies I try to shout out next week on on or next episode on our kind of so, movies I think people should check out because you know not every movie that I love is like a little bit in my opinion underappreciated or underwatched but a number of them are so I'm gonna be excited to hopefully shout out some of those um you know 
that's really all I got to say on on past lives. I wish I like I also I'll say this for five centimeters per second. I know I'm a little mm-hmm. bit higher on that movie than you are. But yeah, like yeah. like I, I love know. that movie. Like I absolutely love that movie. Like there's a lot in common with this movie and that movie. And, so maybe and to, I have to maybe I have to check it out again. Because I watched it a couple I, years ago and you recommended I, I w- it to me. I'm gonna say this. I rewatched it a second time. It is a little more heavy handed than I remember, but I still loved it. This movie's yeah. a much more like subtle handling of it in in some ways. I also think this is a this is a situation where actually no, I'm not, I'm going to take that back. What I was going to say, I was going to say animation versus um, I, again. I'm just I'm I'm so hot on this on the uh, I'm glad on the TOU on the TOU performance that that I just I don't know anyway. I'm yeah. glad that, that you like this movie so much. It makes me yeah, I liked it. It makes me happy. I really liked it, whether I like it or not. That that at least one of us enjoyed it. No, I appreciate uh, that. I would maybe I loved it. I don't know. It's too early to say that. It's but too early. It's and too I, early to like, say that. This movie's not bad. I'm just I I the my my negative reaction comes from the fact that I was just a little disappointed. It's not. Yeah. It, I mean, I gave it a That's seventy-eight. Fine. But anyways, um, is there any movies you know that you want to shout out that if you like this? check out or we kind of covered that already i think i covered them let me let me double check i talked about brooklyn i talked about you know brooklyn is the more i think about it brooklyn is actually a very good example it's actually on my list i haven't seen it brooklyn fits very well into this category i'm not going to say why especially because you haven't seen it but um another one is the farewell I don't know if you saw that movie i have it's with all it's with like, i think uh, it's with aquafina yeah yeah i've heard of it so She's a Chinese immigrant to the United States who goes back to visit her her dying grandmother. She goes back to China. Similar tones, um, and I, I really like that movie also. Um, those really I put Garden State, but the more I think about it, it's not really true. <laughs> Interesting. I, I, it's I don't not necessarily really. see the it more. I, think... I mean, they are like <laughs> they both have like that depressive love it's... vibe, but it's it's different. I'm embarrassed I even wrote it. I like the movie, but I just it was the first one that came into my like, yeah, Garden Great, State, but great the... Shin song in that movie. Yes, yes, yes. Anyways, I think that's all we got for today, right? Yeah, I think so. You watch anything lately? Um, I Other have, I have. I'm trying to think if it's anything that I don't want to talk about, but though I'll mention one. Could movie. be TV also because I have a show that I watched that I've been watched for the last couple of weeks. I watched um, Everybody Wants Some, which is like the oh right yeah the, like the quote unquote spiritual sequel yeah. to um, Days and Confused. My friend was a little bit mad that I used that terminology because he doesn't necessarily agree with that phrase. I think it's a pretty good phrase for this movie yeah. because there is a lot of stuff in common. I mean, they're both about Richard Linklater's life at different stages. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really really funny. I liked it a lot actually. It doesn't get um, a lot of love, eh? No, it was like, and that's what I'm surprised about. Like, I mean, Dazed and Confused, not that I expect it to be as big as Dazed and Confused, because I don't think it's as iconic as Dazed and Confused. But from what I remember about Dazed and Confused, this movie's like funnier than Dazed and Confused. It's more of like a comedy. It's funny. Like, it's really, Dazed and Confused is good and has funny parts, but it's more of like a vibes movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's, I love Dazed and Confused. I think Days and Confused think, also has more to say. This, a little bit. Yeah, than, I mean, like, look, I wasn't wants alive. Some, but... I wasn't alive in the seventies, so I'm not in a position <laughs> to say this. But it feels like it just captures the seventies in the United States so perfectly. Like, <laughs> not that again, I wasn't even alive in the eighties. But yeah, I don't know. I, I really they, like Days, and, Days Confused. and Confused gets a pass for like we've discussed this before. We hate when movies just like abuse licensed songs from an era. For some Different. reason, Days and Confused yeah. doesn't bother me, but it did bother me a little bit in Everybody Wants Some when they were just like playing some tons of, of 80s music. Um, they played like Sugar Hill Gang. They had a whole like sing along mm. to Sugar Hill Gang scene. And I was like, I'm... I don't mind this necessarily, but it's like. Enough said, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, they had like a lot of just 80s music playing throughout. And it's like, we get it. It's it's 1980. Yeah. Like you said, it's 1980. <laughs> and yeah. I'm a big fan of like music and movies, but like sometimes it gets a little too much. Yeah, I agree. again, again, the aiding the story type thing. Like yeah. we make fun of Air. Air was a big criminal of that. Oh, I was, was gonna say. Like, listen, I like Ben Affleck's movies a lot. I think he's a really good director. That's his one Achilles heel. Listen, we've we've it's criticized just, um, he can't uh, Scorsese control himself with, too. I mean, Scorsese is the other is the is actually the the uh, 
the original uh yeah <laughs> the um, original uh violator was, of that, i was but... watching that like i mean i'm not like the biggest star wars fan i've seen most of the movies i've seen mm-hmm. like the newer tv shows um the ahsoka show has been pretty good and it's based off like a cartoon star wars show so i was like let me check that out it's been pretty good like it's good like 20 minute episodes so, like when i have a little bit of time uh-huh. i can watch it uh, other than that i haven't been watching so much yeah that's not so I was watching, I rewatched, I can't remember if we talked about this before. Did you ever watch the show on HBO, How to Make It in America? Yes. Yeah, I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of season one of that yeah. show. Yeah. So it, it had a very short run, two seasons, eight episodes each. And then they kind of just canceled it out of nowhere. Like I remember when it was airing in 2011. Um, so I rewatched it over the last couple of weeks. Our boy, our boy, um, what's his name? Rob Weiss. Which, Right, is he involved in that? He yeah, he's right? like one of the EPs or something. I know, producers. Uh-huh, yeah, right. So Rob Weiss from Amongst Friends, which, you know, if you haven't listened to that episode of Offspring on Film, go listen to it. But um, yeah, that's what I was watching. Really good show. I'm sad they canceled it. It could have used another season. I don't think I ever <laughs> finished the second season. Oh, you should watch it. Yeah? You should watch maybe, it. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'll... If you have HBO. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll finish that up. Um... Other than that, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. We need we need more Twitter and Instagram followers. We need more. We want to cultivate more of a community because then yeah. we can be more interactive with you guys and girls. And you know, pick and suggest more movies. It to your friends. Yes, pick more movies Pass that like, people like. You know, the number one way, the number one criticism I get is why are you picking these movies? And the number one answer I give is because I want to. But the best way yeah. to get movies that you are more familiar with or more interested in is by advocating for yourself as as a community and the only way to really do that is probably social media or reach out to us personally but social media will be better and on the social media front i I, for those of you who have whatsapp i created a whatsapp channel i don't really know exactly what these are they're new your number is not displayed to anyone so it's completely private in terms of like no one else in the channel could see your any of your information it's just an easy way to um stay updated with us when new episodes come out maybe new information we're going to toy around with it but look that up maybe i'll post a link somewhere for it i don't know you might be able to just search off screen on film on on the whatsapp channel thing other than that i mean next next episode hopefully we have pinchas back we'll do the um if you like movies we think you should check out like draft slash yeah we'll explain more of the format yeah, that yeah. episode but it's i think it'll be an interesting conversation we're gonna have a, a wide range of movies um and you'll walk out with you'll walk out with like 15 recommendations or so which I think i've got nice. some game time decisions on my list Love like that that i'm just gonna have to you just have to see how you feel to spit one out yeah i've got a bunch that. that are yeah and then after that we're gonna do um shakespeare in love then porco rosso which Shakespeare in Love, I have to admit, I'm, it's not the most excited, but I know Pinchas is excited, and when Pinchas is excited, this is going to be a good episode. Porco yes. Rosso, though, I, me and Alona are, are champing and chomping at all the bits to talk about Porco Rosso. I'm just yeah, really I'm very excited it. for that one, and, and then, for the one after it, especially. And then um, then we're going to talk about, uh, what's Keeping it called? The faith, Keeping right? the Faith, with, which yeah, I yeah. know is a, is a core text in the Pinchas and Alone friendship. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited to really delve into (laughs) that. But other than that, off screen on film, joined by Alone, the Canadian, you know, we're talking about his immigration status today. I feel like there's been a lot of, we've been outing him as a Canadian this episode. Yeah, it's it's good. It's it's, Um, it's good. This has been very therapeutic for me, for my home segment. So I love that. Thank you. I'm glad I'm glad I can be part of that. (laughs) Yes. Um, So as always, joined by Alone, it's me, Saral. Um, we are off screen on film minus my brother but usually he's here and same time same place next episode and see ya